Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Hi everyone, Caitlin here. I just wanted to let everyone know that Erica and I are so grateful to have so much support from our listeners. Your opinions are extremely important to us and we want to improve the show in order to give you all of the content that you want to hear. We have created a survey for you to tell us what we are doing well as well as what we could improve upon. You can find this survey on our website, murderonthemusicscene.com under the support tab. This survey is completely anonymous, so please tell us how you really feel. Enjoy the show. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm America. And today we are going to be discussing the death of Jimi Hendrix. Yes, I actually do know who Jimi Hendrix is, unlike Jim Morrison and Brian Jones. So, um, that's a start. We're just going to talk about Jimi Hendrix here, okay? Yeah, tell me about my boy. Actually, we are going to talk about Johnny Allen Hendrix, who was born on November 27th, 1942, at King County Hospital in Seattle, Washington. This is now the third Seattle musician that we've discussed. You realize that? What's up with Seattle? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess Mia Zapata wasn't native to Seattle, but she was performing and living in Seattle and she was murdered in Seattle. True. Anyways, so um yeah, so Jimi Hendrix was not born Jimi Hendrix. He was born Johnny Allen Hendrix. So his father ended up changing his name from Johnny Allen to James Marshall when he was like four years old. Can you imagine like four year olds are pretty coherent. Like they know what is happening Mm. and they can speak in full senses. Like they know their name by then. So can you imagine having your name changed when you're four? Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were already calling him Jimmy. I don't know. So... Um, his dad was uh, named James also, but everyone called him Al for, I, I don't know. I think his name was James Allen, and so they called him Al. Right. And uh, his mom, her name was Lucille, and she was only 17 years old when Jimmy was born. So uh, Lucille and Al didn't really have a great relationship Uh, So she eventually left Al and would only see the boys occasionally. So the boys are um, Jimmy's brothers. So there was Jimmy and two other boys. And we will talk about said other two boys, right? Meow. So Lucy was um, a little problematic. She uh, had two babies with other men. I'm not sure if it was two other men or another man, whatever. While she was married to our poor Al. Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, come on. What the hell? 
So now, like, normally, I don't care. Do what you want. But, girl, you's married. You's married. <laughs> I need you to calm down yeah. and stick it out with your boy Al or get a divorce or something. So, um, anyways, because of this, Al and Lucille eventually divorced. And Lucille had what looks like three more children after their divorce. So, like, this girl had six kids. Six. So she had Jimmy and... Hello. Hello. She had six kids. Oh, six. Six of them. Okay. So she had Jimmy with Al, and then she had two boys while she was with Al. That's six too many. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) That's horrible. I'm so sorry. I cannot. Uh, That's like five and a half too many. (laughs) Five and a half. Yeah, like, I like babies, but once they can start mouthing off to me, I and don't, just I don't want them. them. Yeah, just eat them. Anyways. Hello. Six children. Mm-hmm. Six, six children. Six childs. So, two, only one of them, just Jimmy, was Al and Lucille's. And then the other two boys that she had while she was married to Al, mm-hmm. their names were Leon and Joseph. Lucy had a little bit of a drinking problem mm-hmm. because she had six kids. I get it. And uh, that eventually, unfortunately, led to her death by liver cirrhosis in February of 1958. So at that point, um, Jimi Hendrix was what, like 15? I don't know. I can't math. 1942 to 1958. Yes. 15? 16? Sure. 16. Uh-huh. Listen, I didn't pass any math classes in high school. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I so. barely passed math. That's why I'm a music teacher and not a um, what, a zoologist like I wanted to be. Oh, I would love. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. But also, then you have to take like chemistry and biology. Yeah, I could never. I don't know why we gotta need all this math. Mm-mm. I just want to learn. I just want to know how to take care of the little animals. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need math for that, man. I just want to learn how to train dolphins. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, back to Jimi Hendrix. What? Sorry, isn't that different though? Like a dolphin trainer and a zoologist? I think it's either a zoologist or a marine biologist. But either way, there's a lot of science involved. Science rules, as Bill mm. Nye once mm. said. Mm. Mm. Science, yes. Math, nah. Hell no. no. Chemistry, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week at work. <laughs> Um, my trainer was asking me, he was like, do you know how to read all the little tick marks on the, on the measuring tape? And I was like, no. <laughs> he goes, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I am, I have a degree in music and that's all I got. So sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. He just like sighed and he was like. This is half. And I was like, I know half. And he goes, this is quarter. And I was like, I know quarter. And he goes, this is whatever smaller than quarter. What is smaller than quarter? Eighth? Sure. Eighth, sixteenth, and then thirty-second, I think. I, I like how you had full trust in me and my sure. <laughs> I, I don't actually know. Anyways, I suck at math, and there's a reason that I majored in music. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <sighs> back to Jimi Hendrix here. So, Mama died in February of 1958. Um, According to Al and everyone that knew Jimi, he always seemed, now at this point, keep in mind, 
I guess you can't keep it in mind because I haven't said anything. But <laughs> at this point in his life, he was Jimmy Hendrix, but yeah. it wasn't... It was J-I-M-M-Y Hendrix. Right. It's not yet J-I-M-I. Okay? Okay. So we are Jimmy Hendrix. Mm-hmm. So he always seemed interested in music um, because he had a tough childhood and music sort of became like his sanctuary. Story of my life. So Jimmy really enjoyed artists such as B.B. King, Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson, Buddy Holly, and Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf. That's dope, though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That. It was like the Howling 50s. Wolf. It was. I'm gonna name my child that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has his he has his earphones on. Howlin, you got to get the apostrophe in there too. Oh. Howlin, like H O W L I N apostrophe, like howling, but without the G. Uh huh. Howlin Wolf. Oh, okay, I like that. Uh huh. It's a pretty badass name. Okay. So, Al noticed Jimmy's interest in playing the guitar after seeing Jimmy attempt to play guitar on a broom. He was, like, supposed to be sweeping the floors, and instead he just started playing the guitar. Exactly. That's so cute. (laughs) Al found a one-string ukulele and gave it to Jimmy to play instead of the broom. Um, In the summer of 1958, this one-string ukulele was upgraded with an actual acoustic guitar that Mm. Al had bought off of a friend for, like, five bucks. But five bucks in the late 50s is... Late 50s, early 60s is a lot of money. So, um, also, what is a one-string ukulele? What? I have a whole degree in music, and I don't know what a one-string ukulele is. Why should Google that? Okay, I'm going to Google it. So, Jimmy's first band was called the Velvetones. Velvetones. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, He was with this band for a very, very short three months, and then he left to pursue his own interests. Uh, The next year, Al bought Jimmy his very first electric guitar, which was a Supro Ozark 1560S. Mm. Sounds very fancy. Yes. Al was like a really good dad. He literally bought Jimmy all of the instruments that he, like his starter instruments. Mm, And he always did his best to raise Jimmy and the two boys who like weren't even his. He literally like did his best and kept those boys and raised those boys even though they weren't his and he knew they weren't his. Oh, I love it. So Jimmy joined the Rocking Kings shortly after getting his electric guitar. He also dropped out of high school to pursue his music career, working a handful of odd jobs along the way. Um, In 1961, Jimmy joined the military, and he served as a paratrooper, which is literally the coolest thing I've ever heard. Is it? Like, he literally jumped out of planes. That's what he did in the military. Uh -uh. (laughs) No. No. I wouldn't do it either, but it sounds cool. Does it? No. It sounds like death. (laughs) Well, (laughs) just wait. Hold on. Okay. This is where Jimmy dies. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So um, he was honorably discharged after he injured himself during a jump. There it is. There it is. So (laughs) he got out. He was only a paratrooper for like two years, but still, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. That might be the coolest background of any like rock musician so um while he was in the military he had a group called 
but he did have a called the. A called the. Wow, Caitlin. Great English. Good English here. Uh, Okay, he did have a band called the King Casuals, and that's casuals with a K. Okay. Because alliteration and why not. So while he was in, that was while he was in the military. Following his honorable discharge, he was able to play backup for Little Richard, B.B. King himself, Sam Cooke, and the, I don't know if this is Isley Brothers or maybe Isley Brothers, I'm not sure, it's I-S-L-E-Y. So yeah, so at this point he was going by Jimmy James, that's Mm J-I-M-M-Y, Jimmy James, and he eventually formed a group called Jimmy James and the Blue Flames. Isn't that so cool? That's just such a cute... It's a very 60s band name. Right. So, um, I did read on a couple of my sources that he only joined the army to escape a two-year prison sentence for... Wait, wait, wait. You haven't even heard what what his prison sentence was for. What's it for? Riding in a stolen car. He got arrested and was sentenced to two years in prison. Not even jail. Prison. For riding in a stolen car. Can you imagine? Like, what if he didn't know it was stolen? What if he was just like, yep, going on a joyride with my friends. Turns out the car's stolen. It was also the 60s and he's a colored man. That's a very true statement. That's a very true statement. Yeah, as sick as that is. Yeah. So maybe he did. I guess maybe he did get in legal trouble. But one, um, one of my other sources said that he was following in his father's footsteps. So I like, I don't know. I kind of want to believe that he was following in his father's footsteps because I don't want to believe that the world is such a shitty place that they would simply arrest and charge a black man of whatever they charged him with for riding in a stolen car. But it's fine. Anyways, fast forward to either 1965 or 1966. There were literally so many conflicting reports. Couldn't tell you what year it actually was. Mm. While Jimmy was playing at smaller venues in Greenwich Village, the bassist of a British band called Animals, um, his name was Brian Chandler, but everyone called him Chas. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Not a clue. Okay. So Chas discovered Jimmy and was super impressed by him. Uh, through their developing relationship, Chas convinced Jimmy to sign a contract that would move him to London Ooh. to form a new band. London. So the first thing that Chas did for Jimmy was update his name. So instead of being J-I-M-M-Y, he now became the ever-famous J-I-M-I Hendrix. Okay? I like it. So he moved out to England, London, whatever, same place. And um, the new band was called the Jimi Hendrix Experience. So this band featured Mitch Mitchell, Mitch Mitchell on- That's such a celebrity name. It very much is. I bet bet that um, old Chas changed Mitch Mitchell's name too. (laughs) Bet that's what happened. Yeah. So Mitch Mitchell played the drums and Noel Redding was Noel. Noel, 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 Redding on bass. So this group first became pretty famous in London, and they produced a chart topper for their first single called Hey Joe. Um, and this single spent 10 weeks on the UK charts, and it led to a full album titled Are You Experienced? So that's a pretty, pretty uh, clever name for <laughs> their first album, instead of just calling it the Jimi Hendrix Experience, and the next one, the Jimi Hendrix Experience 2. Oh. 
get a, getting a little bit more classic here. <laughs> so some of the songs on this album, the Are You Experienced, are amongst the most famous rock songs of all time. Purple Haze, The Wind Cries Mary, Fire, and the one that I like can hear at any point of any day, Foxy Lady. You know that one? I don't think I do. Foxy. He just, it's, you know it. You don't realize it, but you know it. We'll play it later. So the Jimi Hendrix experience was very famous in Britain, but not so much in the US until they performed at the Monterey International Pop Festival in June of 1967. Here at this performance is where Jimi lit his guitar on fire. Lit it on fire. That's rock and roll, man. Mm -hmm. I know, hardcore. Love that. I guess you can say that that performance was uh, lit. Ah. Hey, you ruined my joke. Ah. 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 <laughs> they ruined my joke. I'm mad. Fuck them. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, he, he definitely caught their attention by catching his guitar on fire. So um, the band's second album was titled Axis, Bold as Love. And it was released in 1967. So I should have did a 69. <laughs> oh, but wait. The we'll, get, cool. we'll get to 1969. Oh, we'll get there, okay? Just wait. So Jimmy then opened his own recording studio in New York City, and it was called Electric Lady Studios. Mm -hmm. So the name of this recording studio also became the title-ish of his next two LP collection. Basically, the name of this recording studio also became the title-ish for his two LP collection. So the LP collection was called Electric Lady Land. So almost Electric Lady, but adding a land there. Mm -hmm. So um, this LP and their tour schedule were extremely demanding and eventually led the disbandment of the Jimi Hendrix experience altogether. So, Jimmy did not allow this disbandment to slow down his musical career. Um, he played at Woodstock in 1969. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, the good, the best year, the best year. Okay. I wish. Summer of 69. Okay. So, he joined the band Gypsy Sun and Rainbows. This ragtag of, I know, isn't it? I this, love the 60s. I wish. I wish I, I grew up in the 60s was and was born, like a hippie and all that. I was born in the wrong era. For real. Anyways, so this ragtag group of people featured our boy Jimmy, Mitch Mitchell, Billy Cox, Juma Sultan, I'm sorry, I probably butchered that, and Jerry Velez. So Jimmy was the very last performer for this festival and he played his own rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, which is like hugely famous. Mm -hmm. Hi, Loki. <laughs> Do you want to come say hi to the people? Um, so his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner really got the crowd going. They were like freaking lit. But he was lit. like the last performer. So, I mean, they were probably super lit, but in other ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All right. So, 1969 was a super busy year for Jimmy because he also formed the group Band of Gypsies. So, there's so many bands. I know. He's been in like six already. Yeah. So, this um, Band of Gypsies. There's his hello. 
Everyone say hi to Loki. <laughs> <laughs> so Band of Gypsies featured Billy Cox on bass and Buddy Miles on drums. Um, this group released four New Year's performances on December 31st, 1969 and January 1st, 1970. So later in the year, Jimmy brought Mitch Mitchell back on drums, and I'm not I'm not sure what happened to Buddy Miles up there, but um, he just got rid of him. Hmm. So this new group, so with this new group that features um, Jimi Hendrix, Mitch Mitchell, and Billy Cox, was now called the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Again, so now now there's two of them. It's the Jimi Hendrix Experience. But with a different bassist. Mm-hmm. Proceed. It's very confusing. So, the new Jimi Hendrix experience. Can y'all shut up? So, the new Jimi Hendrix experience recorded a couple of tracks for another two LP set. Mm-hmm. And this was tentatively titled First Rays of the New Rising Sun. Okay. I love that. I love that name. So, I'll bring it down a little bit here now. However, Jimi Hendrix was unable to complete this LP set due in part to his touring schedule, like his worldwide touring schedule, Mm -hmm. but largely due to his unexpected death on September 18th, 1970. So now we're going to get into the specific details of his death. So on September 17th, 1970, he was at a party super late and his girlfriend, Monica Dannemann, who I read was a German model i want to say i think but she picked him up to take him home and when they got to her apartment in notting hill notting hill uh they spent the rest of the evening together they drank wine and apparently a lot of it Mm -hmm. and jimmy took some of monica's sleeping pills Um, specifically he took nine full tablets which was about 20 times the prescribed amount yeah Mm-hmm. That's a fuck ton of, of, of pills, bud. Yeah. So the next day, Monica left to go buy a pack of cigarettes. And when she returned around 10 a.m., she found poor Jimmy unresponsive and covered in puke. She called one of Jimmy's friends and told her to call an ambulance. Why didn't uh, Monica just call an ambulance? Yeah, that's a little sus if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Why couldn't you just literally dial the the English version of 911? Miss. Mm-hmm. Miss, Miss Monica. Miss Dan- Danaman. Donamon. I'm pretty blah, blah. sure. Isn't it like, is it 711 or 411? 411 in the in the states is information. So that's the operator. That's who you call when you but need I think a number. Does that still exist? I don't know. Let's talk about like Australia. There's a I'm pretty sure there's is like pretty similar. Or is it 111? It might be. I don't know. Another thing know. to Google. What? It's just something I feel like I want to be right about. Triple zero. <sighs> I was so close. 111. All right. So 000 is the equivalent, the Australian equivalent to R nine one one. I remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, so, anyways, so the autopsy concluded that he died of asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. Wow, that word is a little more difficult than I um, imagined it would be. So, not long after midnight is when he died. Um, he had been dead for like nine or ten hours before she knew. 
quote unquote. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, why didn't she check him before she left to go buy cigarettes? Who knows? These are the things that keep me awake at night. These are the. <laughs> so Jamie Boy's dead. Jamie Boy dead, yeah. And so, I, I blame Monica. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. But Jimi Hendrix was known as one of the most legendary guitarists of all times. He was self-taught. He literally never took a single guitar lesson, and that's like amazing, right? Because of everything that he accomplished. Um, He blended the techniques and traditions of blues, jazz, rock, and soul music to create his own style of playing. He was mostly known for his creative ways of playing the guitar, playing it upside down because he was left-handed, so he needed to play the chords with his... He needed to strum with his left hand. (laughs) I had to really think about that for a second. And he would play it behind his head. He would... Uh, make it appear like he was picking the strings with his teeth. He smashed his guitar. He set it on fire. Um, you know, Legend. just a, just normal rock rock band things. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think that Monica killed him. Anyways, um, Erica, take it away. All right. So, <laughs> um, remember our boy Eric Clapton? Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, um, how does he play into this? Ooh, I'm interested. <laughs> So on the evening of September 17th, 1970, oh, is that sound familiar? Mm-mm. Eric Clapton was walking up the steps to the Lyceum Theater. I'm sorry if I butchered that London. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce but, that either. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he was carrying a white left-handed Fender Stratocaster. It's a type of guitar. Yeah. The guitar was intended to be a gift for Jimmy, whom he had planned to meet at the theater. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh. But it was said that the meeting never took place. What? And the guitar remained with Clapton. And several hours later, Jimi Hendrix was found dead in his girlfriend's hotel room. Later on, Eric Clapton was interviewed by BBC. There there he said he saw Jimmy that night across the other side of the theater sitting in a private box. When I read that, it was kind of sus to me. Yeah. Oh my god, did Eric Clapton kill Jimi Hendrix? The the conspiracies are spicy, okay? My grandparents are going to be shook by that one. (laughs) My grandparents are going to be shook. Grandma is in love with Eric Clapton. Well, oh, Grandma, we got something to tell you. <laughs> but like, like, bro, you say you saw, you saw him, and like, you just never gave him the gift. I guess. That's like, weird. You what? <laughs> Today's Father's Day. I got you a gift, Dad, but you can't have it. <laughs> but like, listen, Clapton is just the beginning of the conspiracies. Oh, on Jimmy about his night alive. Oh, listen. Okay, Philip Norman. Okay. He's the author of The Wild Things. Oh, really? Or of Wild Things. I don't know if there's two different books. Oh, Wild Things, the song. Wild Thing, you make but my But it says heart. the author. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wild Thing, the short spellbinding life of... Oh. So he wrote a biography about Jimi Hendrix. Gotcha. Mm. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Philip Norman... So the key witness of that night was his girlfriend, Monica, mm-hmm. and his friend musician, Eric Burden. Monica repeatedly, repeatedly told conflicting stories about what happened. She was the one who found Jimmy unresponsive 
either dead or near death. She claimed that she called the ambulance, said time between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Later, she claimed that Jimmy was alive when he was in the ambulance. So, like... So, what's the actual story? Exactly. Hmm. Nobody, Nobody knows. Just... Monica's acting on a little sus. Yeah, I don't like her. I think she did it. My bets are on her. My bets are on her. <laughs> it's always the significant other. Exactly. But what Monica was saying was, was not was. Was not was Eric was. <laughs> <laughs> was not what Eric was? Was not was Eric was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it like that. <laughs> Oh, we have fun here. Was not was Eric was. <laughs> what the fuck? Was not what Eric was was remembering, maybe. That's what it sounds like it should be. So, Monica was saying that Eric wasn't remembering what he was supposed to be remembering, basically. What? Okay. No, 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 no. You remembered Ooh, it wrong. Listen. That's not no, what happened. Listen. Oh, it's like Eric's telling the police his side of the story. Yeah, and Monica's and like, no, like, no, no, you forgot this. Yeah. Anyway, he claimed that after a frantic call from Monica, he came to the hotel down just in time to see the ambulance going down the street. In the hotel room, he found a poetic note pinned by Jimmy titled The Story of Life mm-hmm. and assumed it to be a suicide note. Eric told anyone who cared to listen to Hendrix had overdosed initially. With his misinformation... That made conspiracy theorists go crazy and dig deep into everything. Some people said it could have been Jimmy's manager, Mike Jeffrey, saying maybe he organized his death to cash in his $2 million insurance policy oh. to pay off the debt to the mafia. Oh my the god. The mafia? Oh, wow. These are wild conspiracy theories. Eric Clapton did it. <laughs> Freaking the mafia had a play in this. <laughs> Dang, Jimmy, you really got it. You really had one hell of a life, bud. So there's another story about September 17th. Oops. Jimmy and Monica were actually spotted in traffic by Philip Harvey, a whole different Philip. There's so many. Freaking England, I tell I you, know. man. Everybody be named Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Philip. Harry. Oh, he, he's dead. Yeah. He was also invited to their apartment for drinks where Monica started to yell at Jimmy for shop for showering. Fuck you, Jimmy, for showering. (laughs) How dare you take a shower? Monica started to yell at Jimmy for showing interest in Philip's lady friends. Oh. Mm -hmm. Who are also very (laughs) flirtatious. Man, we are doing great here. Flirtatious. (laughs) Flirtatious. Who are also very flirtatious. After a late night meal in the Samarkin, sorry. <laughs> I like how whenever we're apologizing to the listeners, we look at the microphone like like the microphone is our listeners. Anyways, we're doing great today, guys. <laughs> Monica drove Jimmy to a party at music publisher Pete Cameron's home at 1.45 a.m. That's late. I'm a grandma. I'm in bed by then. Same. <laughs> And Monica wasn't invited, and she was aware that apparently Jimmy had another girlfriend. Ooh. Devin Wilson. And she was going to be there. Oof. And around like 3 a.m., Monica came back through to collect him. Oh, and she's already pissed. Oh, oh. But but was told to leave him alone. Ooh, by Devin? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. But according according to Monica, they returned to the 
Samarkin and stayed up talking, parentheses, or as other people say, arguing until 7.15 a.m. But he... What? That doesn't... I... But uh, the autopsy said that he'd been dead since midnight. I don't know, ma'am. I'm just... I'm just reading what I... Ah, the conspiracies. I'm just saying what I read. The conspiracies. Okay. Apparently, I'd taken a brown bomber... Why is a brown bomber pill? Listen, I looked it up, but I can't remember. (laughs) Because I was curious, but now I can't remember. Let's find out. My FBI agent right now is probably like, what is happening? Right. Brown bomber pill? Oh. Dexamil. Dexamil? It literally, like, it didn't say anything. All it said was brown bomber pill. Common slang names for misused drugs. <laughs> Perfect. Well, what does that Urban Dictionary one say? Brown bombers. Um, that could have been like a, like a slang word for it. Strain of marijuana made famous by from the movie Grandma's Boy, which is <laughs> when you smoke this, you'll shit your pants. I don't okay, think that's it. Nah, no. Oh, I just downloaded this DEA. <laughs> <laughs> oh god my fbi agent is really like what? drug slang code words wow way to go caitlin here i feel like see. oh what? i feel like hank right oh. now from breaking bad oh amphetamines amy amps bam b-bombs beans bennies Benz, black and whites black beauties black birds black bombers oh black bombers okay we're close black mollies blacks blue boys bombita what brain ticklers ew what? Zoomers. <laughs> okay, but wait, let me see if I can control F this. What are we looking for? Brown. Brown bomber. LSD. Oh, okay, there we go. Thanks, DEA. Okay, other um acid, acido, Alice, Angels in the Sky, Animal, Backbreaker, Barrel, Bart Simpson, Bart Battery Simpson. Acid, Beast, Big D, Black Acid, Black Star, Black Sunshine, Black Tabs, Blotter. Oh, blotter acid. Blotter cube, blue acid, blue barrel, blue chair, blue cheer, blue heaven, blue microdots, blue mist, blue moon, blue sky, blue star, blue tabs. What? Why? So much. Why are all the colors? Okay. Okay, I'm done. Pizza. Pizza. It literally says pizza. pizza, sunshine, white fluff, zen. Anyways, I'm gonna go home and read this whole document and learn all of the slang words for all of the drugs. But when you're in public and you hear it, you can know. <laughs> Be like, <gasps> my students actually informed me that another word for weed is gas. Yeah, it is. I would apparently I'm. Listen, old. I love all like things. Like there's cake, tree. See, um, I know most of those because there's gas, leaf. Um, my God, look at the list for marijuana. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Jamba, Doty, yep. Dojo. Grasshopper. That's why. Granddaddy perp. Love that. <laughs> Green Mercedes Benz. This is so interesting to me. Giggle smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now I want Girl Scout cookies. God, yes. Okay, I'm done reading um, nicknames for drugs now. Continue. All right, so apparently at 3 a.m. he took LSD. Now okay. Now found out what okay, that is. Okay, um, That was one hell of a tangent. Sorry. And... If I'm not mistaken, is this the third time we've heard him about, like, taking something to sleep? Like a pill to sleep? Maybe. Because the actual, like, the report that I read said that he took nine of those freaking sleeping tablets. Hmm. 
So, like, yeah. And so, like, later that night, uh, I guess she offered him a German sleeping pill. So, shall we find out what that one is, too? Wait, Vapor. Called Vaporex. Yes, that's the one that that I read. And this article said it's unknown on how many of those he took. Mm. Yeah, mine. There, see, there's so many conflicting reports. I read that he took nine. Yeah, and then it says, but she believes he took up to nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. At least yeah. there's some correlation between our research here. Yeah, maybe I should just keep reading before I fucking... <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like, I wrote mine on Friday night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote this, like, the day that we recorded last. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. It's all good. It's fine. Monica's story of the time and events are the following morning kept changing over the years. So, yeah, I guess she kept, like, changing, like, her story, like, every time she's told it. Right. Which is kind of sus to me, Monica. That is very sus. Unless she's, like, she was, like, super cracked out that that morning. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, unless she genuinely doesn't remember, but she doesn't want people to think that she did it, which I think that she did it. Right. But... Anyways, continue. Okay, so we all know my favorite conspiracies are the funny ones. Oh, yes. Here we go. (laughs) So what if Jimi Hendrix was still alive? Okay. And is out and about and one of the most loving actors in the world. So, like, could you think of anyone just, like, loved actors? And he's God himself, basically. Oh, my. No. You're. (laughs) No. No, it's not. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. It's not. No. <laughs> I don't people, believe. People think Morgan Freeman is Jimi Hendrix. Oh my. How? Saying they share the same facial resemblance. And Morgan's first, Morgan first became famous in the PBS kids show, The Electric Company. Which premiered in 1971, just a year after Jimmy died. Hmm. But obviously it's been debunked. Morgan's career started in 1964, actually. Oh. Yeah, it's been debunked, but... I guess I do see it a little bit, but I think Morgan Freeman's a little darker, like darker skinned. Oh my god, I see it! (laughs) Like the nose, the smile even, like... Even, like, the cheeks when they smile. That's, yeah, that's weird. Oh, I hate it. Wait, what if what if we look up, look up like, a shot of Morgan Freeman in 1960, 1971, if you can? What do you look like back then? No. Lol. Oh, my God. His teeth aren't quite as straight as Jimi Hendrix's. Right. But that's an easy, that's easy to, like throw people off you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stop wearing your retainer or whatever oh my god that's it morgan freeman is jimmy hendrix <laughs> that's it i'm that's convinced <laughs> oh my god there was okay so like was that all you have yeah yeah okay so i super think that monica was like mad at him mm-hmm. for having a second girlfriend mm-hmm and I think and obviously she, him not caring about it because obviously like you know she knew about it right so. no I think she did it I think she I think she gave him the sleeping pills and then just pretended like what if what if she woke up to go pick up cigarettes and then actually she checked on him mm-hmm. and saw that he wasn't dead yet but he was like almost dead mm-hmm. and then she left and came back and that's when he was dead yeah that could be 
I think she did it. Right. I think she did it. I think it's a little sus with Eric, too. Yeah. Eric could have been an accomplice. Could have been in on it. Yeah. Man, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Those were some wild ones. Oh, those were good. Yeah, yeah. Dang. What do you What do you think? Um. Yeah, I think, I think Monica did it, but I honestly kind of feel like Eric had like some sort of fishiness to it too. Like I don't know. It was a little sus that like he admitted that he saw him, but it's like why didn't you? Like you obviously had a present for him. Why didn't you go and say hi and give him right. a present? Right, because if he was carrying that guitar, and it was a left-handed guitar. Yeah. Come on, bud. Go yeah, on. You went through all that guitar. trouble. Right. I don't think Eric Clapton is left-handed, so what would he have any use for? A left-handed mm, guitar. Yeah, yeah, Also, I'm pretty sure Eric Clapton just sings. My grandparents are going to kill me <laughs> for saying that. It was not true. <laughs> They're going to kill They're me. They're going to be like, annoying. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> They're going to disown me. <laughs> You should know this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yep, nope, that's it. That's the that's one. That's it. I think Monica did it. I think Monica did it. What would what would Eric Clapton's motive be? Like, I don't know. You think, you think him and Monica were doing it on the side? I don't know. Is Eric Clapton gay? I don't remember. I'm pro- I don't think he is. I know Elton John is. Elton John. And he is not a dead man. No, he's not. <gasps> what? Um, no, he's a homophobe. What? Oh, no. Bob Dylan's a racist. Eric, Eric Clapton is known and respected for two things. His work with the 1960s supergroup Cream and as the target of some sharp Neil Hamburger, zing- Neil Hamburger Zingers. So why pick on the guy? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's racist. Grandma, I don't think you want him anymore. Stop Britain from, this is a quote from him, stop Britain from becoming a black colony. Get the foreigners out, get the wogs out, get the coons out. Keep Britain white. I used to be into dope, now I'm into racism. It's much heavier, man. That's disgusting. I hope hope he gets ran over by a fucking bus ten times. Oh. Okay, so Busta Rhymes is a homophobe. What? Uh Uh-huh. Busta also apparently yelled, fuck you, fag, at a gay restaurant owner earlier this year after they didn't put condiments on his cheeseburger. Okay, princess. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You could make the argument that perhaps he was attempting to be safe by not playing either side, unless you keep in mind that the rapper was reported purportedly, purportedly, reportedly heard muttering, I hate fucking faggots to his bodyguards during a 2006 incident in a diner. Okay, well, I hate him. How about that? Hmm. All right. Well, that's our show. <laughs> Eric Clapton is uh, is a racist, and Buster Rhymes is a homophobe. All right. The see. more you find out. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So, we'll see you guys in about another two weeks, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. 
All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene. <laughs>